right. Who's glad to be at church today? Is anybody glad to be in the house of God? Yeah. Hey, I'm so thankful that you're here today, and a big hello to everybody online as well, wherever you're watching from. We're grateful that you're with us today. I, I don't know about you, but I can, I can feel the presence of the Lord in the room. If you're wondering, man, what is that? What, what is that? What's different? What, what do I feel? That's the presence of God. That's the presence of God. And one moment in His presence can change anything. Amen? Amen. So, hey, we want to welcome everybody online. Let's give it up for those watching. Come on, church. Let's welcome those on the other side of the cameras today. Well, I want to tell you that just a, a few weeks from today, three weeks from today, actually, we are uh, doing um, what's the Super Bowl for churches, all right? It's Easter weekend, and it's such a big weekend. Easter weekend is April 15th through the 17th, and the reason we're calling it Easter weekend this year is because we're having services Friday night. Saturday afternoon at 4 and 6, and then also our regular services Sunday morning at, at um, 8, 10, 30, or 10, and 8, I'm sorry, wrong service times, 8, 30, 10, and 11, 30. Okay, that's the, that's the service times. But th that's going to happen at our normal times. And the reason we tell you about it weeks in advance is so that you can be praying about who God wants you to bring to church with you. Like, there, surely there's someone in your life that God has been, he's been laying on your heart, somebody that you've thought, man, I... I just, I, I wish God would touch their hearts. I wish, I wish they would get in church. I, maybe it's somebody who's far from God. And so over these next few weeks, I'm asking you to just invest and invite, to just be praying about who God wants you to bring. And starting next week, we will give you some invite cards. We'll hand out six packs to everybody, six pack of invite cards to everybody next week. And then um, I think we've even got some yard signs so you can display it loud and proud, all right, Easter at City Hope. But today we are in week three of the series we're calling The Blessed Life. And uh, this has just been a study through scripture about stewardship, about uh, biblical principles um, uh, concerning stewardship and tithing and things like that. And, and, uh, and so today we're going to jump into week three of that. But I want to mention that uh, part of the content of this series is coming out of, of this book, The Blessed Life. We uh, were able... Uh, to give this away to every household last Sunday. So because of uh, somebody within our church uh, who believed in this enough, they bought every household in our church a copy of this book, by the way. And so it's already paid for, but on your way out, just stop by. There's a table, or on your way out at the doors, they'll be handing those out. We want to get that into your hands because it's, it's just a great resource, and somebody already paid for it. Come on, let's thank God for that, by the way. That's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. So it's week three, and I want to just start by telling you how proud I am of you. I'm proud of you as a church for just being a generous church. You are an amazing church, and uh, it, it just blows me away at how generous you are and how faithful you are to be good stewards with what God's given you. And uh, this lesson today, this installment of the series, is what I think one of the most important uh, messages of the blessed life, because we're going to be talking about the principle of first. First things first. And here's, here's what I would want you to know is that when you put God first in your life, everything comes in order. So the opposite is also true. When you don't have God first in your life, guess what? It's out of order. <laughs> it's kind of like when you go to, the, to, to, to a public restroom and you really need to use the restroom. But guess what? It's out of order. And you're like, what? 
Do I use the men's room? Do I go somewhere else? Like, what, what do I do? Do I use the ladies' room? How do we, how do we work this? When, when, you are, when you're putting God first, not just financially, but in every area of your life, your life comes in order. But when it's not in order, when, when, when he's not first, it's out of order. Now, I'm not saying that, that when you put God first that everything is just great. I'm not saying that you'll never have troubles. In fact, Jesus famously said, in this world, you will have troubles. So, so you're like, Jesus, come on, be a little positive. Can you, can you just help me out? Be positive. And he says, I am positive. I'm positive. You're going to have trouble. I'm, I'm positive there's going to be issues, right? So take heart. Now, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. That when you put God in, at first in your life, everything comes to order. Now, you're going to go through trouble. So let me ask you a question. How would you rather go through trouble? Do you want to go through trouble with everything in order in your life or everything out of order in your life? I'd rather go through trouble in life knowing that God is first in my life. Can I get an amen? amen. All right, that, so, so that's the principle today. Um, let, me, let me say it this way. Uh, the principle of tithing is giving God 10%, but the principle of first when it comes to stewardship is giving God the first 10%. All right, so that's the principle of first. In other words, um, we're, we're not just going to give to God at some point in our life, but we're going to give to him first before anything else, before the mortgage company, before the car payment, before, the, before whatever it is, we're going to trust God enough to give to him first. But you're going to see throughout this message today that it's, it's so much more than just your money, that God wants, God wants everything. He wants your heart, okay? And I want to I tell you that uh, Thursday I developed the message for this week. And on Friday, I always go back through it on Friday and I trim some stuff out. I just work it. And, and on Friday, I was getting ready to send it to the, the print shop that prints our, our worship guide notes. And uh, I, I was on a pretty strict timeline to get it to them. And uh, I just felt like the Lord said, no, this, I want you to go a different direction. So everything I had worked up on Thursday, I reworked it and I just, God just began to download some stuff to me on Friday. And in about an hour, I had a totally different message ready to preach, okay? So I'm not going to give you what I had prepared on Thursday. I'm going to give you what the Lord gave me on Friday. Is that, is that okay? And it's still about the principle of the first, but it's, uh, it's a little bit deeper today. It's deeper than I normally go on a Sunday. And if you've got your notes in your worship guides, somebody told me last week, like, I didn't even know we had notes in the worship guide. But we do, Okay. <laughs> If you'd like to take notes, they're already filling the blanks. All you have to do is just, just, you just, you just take it out, and you're like, oh, it's already. He, he was like, I was writing down everything you said. And I said, no, it's, it's in your notes. You don't have to do that. So you, you can follow along on the, on the screen with your notes, okay? But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the principle of first in Exodus first, okay? So this is where the law began about the principle of first. And then we're going to go back to Genesis about 2,500 years before the law, okay? So let me show you the principle of first in Exodus. Okay, here it is. God says, I want you to consecrate to me every firstborn male. Okay, so, so I want you to give to me the firstborn male, the first offspring of every womb in the Israelites. It belongs to who? It belongs to God, okay? So whether it's human or animal, all right, verse 12, he says, you're to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. It's God's. So, 
so he's saying, I'm going to give you, uh, I want you to give me the first and you can keep the, the rest of it. You can keep the 90%. All the rest you can keep, but I want the first, okay? Now, in, in Exodus 23, 19 is where we see the first fruits. It says, bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord. So this is where God established it in the law. But what I want to do is I want to show it to you before the law. We're going to do a, a it's what, um, in, in hermeneutics, that's, the, that's, that's preaching, that's the study of the word, that's message preparation, uh, is called an exegetical study. Okay, this is going to be verse by verse, and we're going to look through it verse by verse in Genesis 4, but I'm also going to give you uh, six principles along the way, six things, that I, reasons why we give to the Lord first, okay? Are you with me? Okay. So um, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 4. This is the law. We're going to before the law now. All right. So to Genesis 4, verse 1, it says, Adam made love to his wife Eve. And, uh, and so I thought that I would just explain to you what this means. The Hebrew for this phrase right here is, bow chicka wow wow, right? Uh, it's, uh, no, really, this is not a funny message, so I just had to throw something in there. Uh, so, so you get that part, okay? Um, but she, they made love. She became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. And she said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Now, all of you who have borne children, what she's saying here, it is only by the grace of God that I could have these kids. Come on, ladies. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only by God's grace that I could do this. And... And so later she gave birth to Abel. Now, um, some theologians believe that Cain and Abel were twins. The Bible doesn't clearly say that, but uh, it kind of illustrates that she gave birth to Cain, and then she just like right away had another son, Abel. Another translation says that they grew up together, okay? So, so we don't know that they're twins, but let's just pretend that they are. They're twins. They're, they're brothers for sure. And Abel kept the flock, so Abel was a rancher, and, and Cain worked the soil. He was a farmer, all right? And so what we just read in Exodus says, bring the first fruits, farm, and uh, bring the firstborn, ranching, okay? So in those days, that was their economical system. It's how they made their money. It was the way that they had income was farming and ranching. Now watch this, because here, here's where Cain brings his offering. And if you've read this, you may have wondered, why, why was this such a big deal, okay? And it says in verse 3 that in the course of time, notice that, in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits, not the first fruits, but just some of the fruits. And some of you might say, well, this is before the law. And, and I understand that, but I think it was already a principle in action. And I'll show it to, that to you in a moment. That Cain, Cain just brought some of the fruits, of the soil as an offering to the Lord. So the first principle I want to tell you today about bringing God the first of, our, of our, our income, the first of our lives, okay, is this. Number one, it's that the first is a sacrifice. The first is, is best, okay? The, the first is meant to cost us something. The, the, it, it, it's a sacrifice. And Cain didn't do this. Cain didn't bring a sacrifice. He, he brought some of the fruit. Are you with me? Yep. He just, he brought it as he got around to it. 
He brought it as, as time went by. He, he just maybe woke up on, a, on, a, on the Sabbath and he goes, oh man, I can't, I forgot. I got to bring an offering today. And he, he just, he got around to it. He did it in the course of time. So how do, why, why do you think Cain did not bring first fruits? Why wasn't it a sacrifice? Why didn't he bring first fruits? Well, the Bible tells us in Jude, all right, Jude is um, one chapter long. So it's Jude, verse 11, and it says, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. They have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and they've perished in the rebellion of Korah. Notice that Jude says Cain is a lot like Balaam and Korah, rebellious and greedy. That's why I think Cain didn't bring the first. He didn't bring a sacrifice because he was rebellious and greedy. Now, hang with me for a second. The reason I, the reason I think that is, is because uh, the Bible says that, okay? That's why I think that. <laughs> well, I think you're being judgmental, Pastor Ben. No, no the Bible just says he's, he, he's like these guys, greedy and rebellious. And I, I like to think that maybe Cain... Maybe Cain just had an attitude problem. Remember, it's about the heart. And maybe for Cain, he's going, man, I, I've been out here working and busting my butt. I don't want to bring you, I, like, you're not out here, God. You're not the one who's doing all this work. In fact, you banned my parents from the garden. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have to do this. Have you ever prayed a prayer like that to God? God, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be in this situation. And I, I think that that's maybe where Cain was. Like, hey, I, I heard about the garden. And we don't get to enjoy that anymore because, because you're, so, you're, you're, you're such an angry God. That, that's not according to what we just sang, though. He's such an awesome God. He's so awesome, so powerful. So instead of bringing to God an offering selflessly, he brought it selfishly. I'm just going to withhold a little bit. I'm not going to give my best. I'm not going to sacrifice to God. I've worked hard for this. I'm going to keep some of it for myself, which is the attitude of Satan, by the way. Right? So, so let's keep reading. That's the first, that's the first reason why we, we give God the first is because he, it's, it's a sacrifice. Now, the, here, here's the second part. Here's where we hear Cain or Abel's uh, offering. Abel also brought an offering. But notice the difference between Cain and Abel's offering. Cain was some fruit, but Abel was fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Notice the difference. Cain brings some, Abel brings what? A sacrifice. He brings the firstborn. He brings the best. And so here's what I would tell you today. The second thing we need to know about why we give the first is because the first takes faith. It takes faith to give when you don't know what's going to happen the rest of the month. It takes faith to sacrifice your firstborn not knowing, am I going to have enough, am I going to have enough lambs? Am I going to have enough? Are we going to be able to reproduce? Are we going to be able to have enough? And that's what, that's what the, first, the principle of first is. It is faith. It is giving the first. It means that you give to God when you can't see the rest of the month, when you can't see whether the car is going to break down or whether the washing machine is going to go out. You give to God before you know any of that's going to happen. You give to him first. So the principle of first is a principle of trust. It's, it's trusting in God. And that's what Abel did. He trusted. He had faith in God. Now, how do we know that he had faith? Well, a lot like Jude and Cain, the Bible tells us. The Bible says in Hebrews that it was by faith. 
That's how we know Abraham. Uh, that's how we know Abel had faith. It's because it says he had faith, and and he brought a more acceptable offering to God, to God than Cain did. So Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man. In other words, that he was obedient. That God, I will I will do what you've called me to do. I know this is a hard principle, but God, I'm I'm going to live it out. I'm I'm going to I'm going to be obedient. And God showed his approval of his gifts. Notice that word. God approved of Abel's gifts. Now, here, here's what I would want you to get today. Abel's a man of faith, right? He's called righteous. He's living by faith. Notice this. Um, the next verse says that all, although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Here's what I want you to get. When you put God first in every area of your life, not, I'm not just even... Forget about the financial part for a moment. In every area, when you put him first, you leave a legacy for generations to come. When you put God first, people will say, man, I don't know, I don't know how, how he did things, but all I know is that he, he, he's the guy who put God first. She was a woman who just sold out to Jesus. That's all I know. It was an example of faith. It was a legacy of faith. And so here, here's what I want you to get today. That when you put God first, when you step out in faith, God meets you with favor. Now, you know, you know that I'm not a, a, a prosperity preacher. You know that if you come to City Hope. You, you, you know that. Some of you are like, man, I brought friends today. He's talking about money. Gosh, what? Right? Listen, I want you to understand that when you step out in faith towards God, he meets you with favor. Well, how do you know that, Pastor Ben? Because the Bible says. It says that because of Abel's offering, the Lord looked with favor on Abel. He looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. And if you're like me, years ago I read this and I wondered, why, why, was, why is this such a big deal? Why was God pleased with Abel's offering, but not Cain's offering? So Cain was angry and he got depressed. Here, here's what I think happened, okay? Remember, Cain didn't bring a sacrifice. He wasn't stepping out in faith. He brought some fruits, didn't he? Now, this apple, looks, it looks really good, doesn't it? I mean, this is a good-looking apple, but, but until I turn it around, does anybody want to eat this? And I just imagine, I, I wonder if Cain's offering maybe kind of looked like this. Oh, snap. <laughs> I got I to get something together. I got I to take an offering to God. And he brings a little something like this, a little kind of juice. It looks like an open sore on a body wound. I mean, that's just, it's terrible. It's nasty. He's like, God, I'm, I'm sorry about this. Uh, here's my offering. It is, it is gross. So I wonder if, if Cain just brought some, some fruit that kind of looked like this. It was left over. It was, it was compiled last minute because he brought it in the course of time, like, like, like last minute, like he almost forgot about it. But God looks with favor on Abel's offering. Now I want you to imagine, here's the two brothers bringing their offering to God. Cain, his basket looks like this. The Bible says Abel brought fat portions from the firstborn. I want you to imagine Abel brings the best looking brisket you've ever seen in your life. And the Bible says that the Lord looked with favor the, uh, the word study here just indicates that God couldn't take his eyes off of Abel's offering. It's like 
no, I, I ain't even going to look at that stuff. I'm look, I can't take my eyes off of that. Bri- that brisket looks amazing. Come on, that brisket looks awesome. You don't know what I'm talking about? Which one would you want, by the way? You want this or the brisket? Come on, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Heartache. Roanoke, right after this. We're going. I'm kidding. So, so, but look, that's what I'm trying to explain to you today is, is that Abel steps out in faith and God honors him with favor, okay? Why did God look with uh, favor on Abel's offering? Number three, because the first honors God. Uh, understand that. Uh, believe that, church, that God is honored when you give him the first, the first, when you, when you give it, it honors him. When you put God first in your, in your marriage, it honors God. When you put God first in your family, it honors God. When you put God first in your day, it honors God. When you put him first in your finances, guess what? It honors him. Well, how do you know it honors him, Pastor Ben? Because the Bible says so. It says in Proverbs, honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of your crops, what is that? With the first portion of your income. And when you do, I will favor you by your barns being filled with overflowing and your vats brimming over with new wine. That's what I call favor, everybody. It's something I can't explain it. I don't understand it. But God is honored when we put him first. The first is fit for a king. And Abel is saying, hey, you are, you are the most important thing in my life. God, I'm going to honor you with the first part of all that I have. God honors the first because the first honors God. He honors the first because the first honors God. So here the Bible tells us we ought to honor, shows us how we should honor, and then it says, I'm going to give you a favor when you do it. Come on, isn't that good stuff? That's good. All right, let's keep reading though because we've got more ground to cover. Okay, this is... We're going to go back to Genesis. We're still in the, the story of Cain and Abel. So we, we know that, that the first is a sacrifice. It takes faith. It honors God. But let's look what else happens. Remember, Cain was angry, right? He was angry at God because his, his offering was rejected. So the Lord says to Cain, why are you angry? And I want to take a moment and I want to shift your thinking here. Because uh, the church at large has done a really terrible job of portraying our Father in heaven. They've made our Father in heaven look like he's judgmental, like he's angry. And, and maybe you've read this verse before and you, you say, well, why are you angry, Cain? What's your problem? If you just bring an offering that I like, we wouldn't be in this situation. We read the Bible that way sometimes because that's the way we hear God. But I think God says, Cain, hey, buddy, listen, why, why are you angry? Why are you upset about this? And I think that he is so much more loving and kind than we give him credit for. And he says, hey, why are you depressed? Why why are you so down about this? Cain, it's going to be okay. He says, listen, if you do what's right, you'll be accepted. If you do what's right, I will, I'll I'll like your offering too. If you do what's right, I will, I'll, I'll accept your offering. But if you don't do what's right, Cain, I, I need to warn you. If you choose to go another way, if, if, you, if you say that you're not going to put me first, Cain, you need to know that sin is crouching at your door. All right, take the finances aside. Cain, 
If you, if you won't let me be the Lord of your life, if you won't put me first in every area, sin is crouching at your door, Cain, and it wants to have you. It wants to control you. It wants to manipulate you. It wants to own you, but you must rule over it, Cain. So here's the third thing I would tell you, or the fourth, number four, when it comes to why we give the first, here it is, it's simply because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. If we don't do it for any other reason, it is obedient to God, to put God first in every area of our lives. Now, here, this is why I think that this was a principle uh, before we read about it in, in Genesis 4. Genesis 4 is the first time we, we see the principle of first fruits in Scripture, but I don't think it's the first offering. Are you with me? Because, because I, don't, I don't think God would expect something of someone that he hasn't already set an expectation with. Are you with me? He, he, this is not the first time that they ever gave an offering. I think there was probably, there was probably a pattern. There was probably a, a principle in motion where they knew the right thing to do. Come on, somebody. They knew what was right, but in this instance, Cain chose not to do the right thing. He chose to do it his way. He said, I'm, I'm going to do it the way. I, I'm going to do it when I want and where I want, right? I'm going to do, do things my way. God, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. I'd be frolicking around in the nude, in the garden. But no, I have to do it. Be out here. I'm not... I, not in my notes. Not in my notes. Uh, but I have, to, I, have to, I have to be out here doing all of this farming because of you. I have to, I have to be breaking my back. God, I'm, I'll do it the way I want to do it. So it's a, it's a defiance towards God. And, and I, I think we, we see God even tries to reason with Cain. Cain, it's, hey, I'm not mad, buddy. I'm not upset. But I need you to know that if, if you don't put me first... Man, there's going to be some problems in your life. There's going to be some issues in your life. And so Cain didn't get better. Cain got bitter. And when we get bitter at God, we get bitter at others. And they get blessed and we can't stand it. And they experience good things and we hate them because of it. And they get a new house, and we don't like it because there's something going on in our hearts. It's bitterness. We're bitter at people. We're bitter at God. And listen, I'll show you. I'll show you that this turned not just bitter towards God, but bitter towards his own brother. And the Bible says that Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out in the field and check the crops. He's premeditating his brother's murder. He's so bitter over this, and he's so wound up and bound up in this that he, he attacks his brother and kills him over an offering because he let this bitterness take root in his heart because he said, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm, I'm tired of doing it your way, God. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it the way I want to do it, and some of you, you've tried that, and you would testify it didn't get me where I wanted to go. It didn't take me to the place that I thought I, I would end up. And so, so here's number five. We give the first. When, when we give the first, it reveals our heart. 
See, Cain didn't give the first, and it, it also revealed his heart. It revealed that there was greed, there was rebellion, there was wickedness in Cain's heart. There, there was wickedness in, in his life. And so when we give the first, it reveals our heart to God. Are we going to trust God more than we trust the money that we have? Come on, are we going to trust God more than we're going to trust the, the, the bank account, the 401k, the whatever it is? Are we going to trust God more than we trust those things? Will, will we give out of, a, out of a, a rebellious heart or we, will we give out of a generous heart? Will we give out of comparison? I just got to keep up with all these other people. Will, will we give out of obligation? Well, I got to do it because the preacher said so. Will we give out of spite? Because if we don't, we feel like God's going to be angry at us. It, it reveals a lot of things about our heart. Or do we give out of generosity, out of a heart full of generosity towards God? Now, I want to show you something. Okay, I want to, I want to talk about Abraham for just a moment. Um, I want to show you Abraham who passed the heart test. God tested his heart by saying, I want your son. I want you to sacrifice to me your one and only son. And Abraham passed. Now, to set this up for you, I want you to know that God, I don't believe God ever intended for Abraham to kill his son Isaac. It was a test. But here was the test. God had given Abraham a promise. I'm going to give you a son, and you're going to become the father of many nations. There's going to be so many people in your family, you can't count, you can't count them, okay? And then when Isaac became a teenager, he said, Abraham, I want, you to, I want you to kill your son. I want you to sacrifice your son. And, and there's so many similarities between Abraham and Isaac and God the Father and Jesus. I don't even have time to go into them. I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind because it is a foreshadowing of Jesus and the Father. Okay? Um, so uh, that's another day. But, but here they are climbing the hill. Abraham ties up Isaac, lays him on the altar, and he's getting ready to kill and slay his son. And here's what happens. The Bible says, that Then he reached out his hand and he took the knife to slay Isaac. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. The angel said, Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Why? Because now I know you fear God. Um, in other words, now I know you love God more than you love God. Your only son. All right? So, so he didn't have to, it was a test. And Abraham passed the test. Uh, it goes on to say that Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its thorn, horns. And he went over and took the ram and he sacrificed the ram as a burnt offering instead of his son. By the way, Jesus was the lamb of God. He's the sacrificial lamb. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. I want you to understand, when you pass the heart test, when you put God first in every area of your life, here it is again, the Lord will provide. We talked about it last week. When you step out in obedience, God meets you with blessing. I don't understand the principle. It's a biblical principle. But here it is again, the Lord will provide. And to this day, on the, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, he will, he shall, it will be provided. So God tests Abraham. Abraham passes the test. God says, I now know that you love me more than you love your son, more than you love your calling, more than you love your job, more than you love your kids, more than you love your home. I know that you love me more than you love anything else. 
And you say, well, Pastor Ben, what does that have to do with the first? Well, Isaac was the first and only son of Abraham and Sarah. And it's a foreshadowing of God the Father and Jesus the Son. Here's what I want you to know. Here's what it has to do with it. Because God will never ask you to do something he's not already done. Oh, this is about to get good. I told you it's getting deep, all right? Is this, are you getting anything out of it? Because, all right, I hope you are. So, God will never ask you to do something he's not already done. Let me give you the last principle, and, and then I'm going to reread some scripture for you. Here's the last principle, is that the first, the reason we give the first is because the first redeems the rest. This might not make sense to you right now, but hold on. Stay with me. The first redeems the rest. Um, and again, don't just think about your money. That's part of it. That, sure, I want you to think about your entire life. Is God first? Let's go back to Exodus 13. We, we read this earlier. It says um, that you are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. And, and I've got a different translation in my notes. I want to give you this one. That you're to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. At the, all the firstborn males of your livestock belong to God. Remember, there it is. All the, li- all the firstborn belong to God. But verse 13 says, But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man... Among your sons, you shall redeem the the firstborn, okay? All the firstborn of man among your sons, you shall redeem. What does that mean, Pastor Ben? Remember, the first redeems the rest. In the Bible days, there were clean animals and there were unclean animals. Uh, A clean animal would be a lamb. And every year... uh, they had to sacrifice a pure, spotless, perfect lamb in order to cleanse the people of their sins. Okay? So the lamb would have been a clean animal. And, and for every firstborn lamb, that lamb would have to be sacrificed. It was worship to God. But then there were unclean animals. A donkey is unclean. And, and whenever there was an unclean donkey born, if you wanted to keep that donkey, if you could use that donkey in the field, you, you, you still had to sacrifice a clean lamb in its place. And if you didn't do that, you lost the donkey. You had to kill it. You had to break its neck. It couldn't live because it had to be redeemed. Okay? I know this is deep. Some of you are already ahead of me. But I want to tell you today, We are the unclean. Jesus is the clean. And the only only reason that we can be here is because the perfect, sinless, spotless Lamb of God, slain before the foundations of the world, was sacrificed 
in our place. Can I say it this way to you? Jesus is God's tithe. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his what? So if you're the only son, guess what you are? The firstborn. He gave the firstborn. He gave his one and only highest, best sacrifice that while we were still sinners, while we were still choosing to do it our own way, while we were still uh, willing to act like Cain, when we still said, no, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, when I want to do it, I'm going to live my life however I want to. When we were still spitting in the face of God, before we ever came to know Jesus, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Come on, somebody. While we were still sinners, he gave himself. He stepped out in faith. He is the one who offered a sacrifice. He is the one who redeemed us with the perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God, His Son, Jesus Christ. That's good news right there. So Jesus is God's tithe. He loved us so much. He wasn't worried. He wasn't waiting to see if we would accept Him before He gave His Son. He gave His Son in advance. He gave His Son in, in faith, trusting that we would come to know Him. Let me show you two places in the New Testament. It says that Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. He is the what? First fruits. He's God's first and best. He gave it for us. He didn't wait to see. He went first. The Bible says in Colossians that He is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. He went first. I've asked the team to come up. This is a, we, we sang this song in worship. It's the first time we've ever done this song. And I just, I can't help, I just cry for this song. I didn't really, there was no plan for, for us to sing a song about God being generous and selfless. That's just the way the Lord works. So I'm asking you to stand up. And I want to ask you to engage in worship in this moment. We're going to sing the third verse of this song. And as we worship, I want you to let it sink in. I want you to let this, this principle of the first, that God loved you so much that he sent his one, his only firstborn perfect son for you. Come on up, Allison and team, and let's lead the church in this song. Let's worship him. are the best. Thank you, God.
Forget that, forget that. I'm talking about your life, that God wants your heart, that God wants your life. And he made a way through his son, Jesus. And all you have to do is acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior to make him the Lord of your life, to put him first, to say, God, I want your son, Jesus, to lead me and guide me. I surrender. I give my life. I give my heart today. And if that's you, on the count of three, I want you to slip up your hand boldly. You're ready to go all in with Jesus. Come on, if that's you today, one, two, three. Come on, lift up your hand. That's you. All across this place, hands are up today. Hands are up. I see you. God bless you. I'm so proud of you. Come on, anybody else say, that's me, Pastor Ben. I'm going all in today. All that I have, all that I am. I'm, I'm proud of you, every one of you. And with every head bowed, every eye closed, come on, say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I love you. I give my life to you. I'm sorry for having the heart of Cain. I give you my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. I surrender to your way, to your will. Do what you want. Lead me, guide me, be my savior, my Lord, and my best friend. And from this day forward, I will serve you the best that I know how. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's thank God today. Let's thank God. Let's thank God for His Son, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise God for what He's doing in your lives and, and for what the way He's moving today. I just want to say that that was just such a great word from Pastor Ben this morning. And also to all of those those of you who made a decision for Jesus today said, I'm going all in. I'm giving my life to Christ. I want you to know that we as a church are so proud of you, but also God is proud of you. He's smiling down on you. And, and I just want you to know that he loves you so much. Sometimes when we give our life to Christ, we don't really know what's next. But can I tell you this, this decision that you've just made, it's not the end. It's only the beginning and the best is yet to come. And there's a lot of next steps that are ahead of you. And so we've We've taken the liberty of putting together a resource for you. This is a next steps box. And inside of it are resources that will help you know what your next steps are. It'll help you know what you need to do next in this journey that you've just begun. So we would love to give this to you today. As you leave today, you'll see against the wall by our growth track room um, that there, there's a shelf with these boxes on there. And if you would like to know, if you'd like help on next steps, just go by that that um, shelf at, at the end of the service today and just let the team member at the table know that you would like one of these next steps boxes that's totally free 
our gift to you. And also don't forget that we want to make sure that every family gets one of these books, The Blessed Life. So as you leave today, we'll have greeters who will be handing these out. And there's also a table uh, and you'll see these on there in the lobby. So just be sure you get one of these today if you didn't get one last week. But we're about to move to the part of the service where we get to worship the Lord through our giving. And I just want to say thank you for being such a generous church. Thank you for being obedient to the Lord and for being faithful to Him through giving. And it's because of your generosity that we're able to make a difference really all around the world in the many ways that we do through planting churches and through local missions and outreaches and through international missions. I mean, you are making a difference all over the world for the kingdom through your generosity. So thank you, thank you so much. When you give, we always like to say that when you give to City Hope Church, you're not giving to a church, you're giving through a church because we're using it outside of the walls to make a difference. So thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead in just a moment and I'm going to pray over this time. When I say amen, our prayer team will be up front. And if you need prayer during this last song, if you need prayer, just feel free to come down here to any one of these team members and they'll be happy to pray with you. So let's go ahead and pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this service and for the opportunity that we have to worship you. God, I pray that you would bless each and every person, Lord, and that as we leave this place, God, we would leave changed, God. We leave encouraged, God, that we will never be the same because of your presence. So, Lord, we praise you. We worship you. Thank you that we get to give today, that we get to make a difference in your kingdom, God, that you're using us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Let's worship together one more time.
destiny.